I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Ding, ding. Okay, so there are a couple things, a few housekeeping issues, yes. as they say. Let's, let's talk through it. Right off the bat. One, this is not where we normally record. No, new space. If this it sounds is... more echoey, that's why. That's why. There's also a dog. So <laughs> oh, you yeah. might hear the little like pitter-patter <laughs> of dog nails on a hardwood floor, which is exactly what it is. Yeah. So introducing... The very temporary member of Vodka Lemonade stand, Ollie. Ollie! I don't actually know where she went. Maybe she'll walk around. Maybe she won't. Maybe we're gaslighting you. You'll never <laughs> know. Maybe there's no dog. <laughs> Ooh, there'll be, maybe there'll be no fridge hum this episode, and that'll be uh, our, our new guest star is Ollie. Maybe. I mean, the fridge is right there, but like maybe it's quieter than your fridge. Yeah, it might be. Who the fuck knows? Never um, know. Is that it? Different space. Uh, different dog. space. Um, we've got new drinkware. We do. So Becca, okay, I kind of shamed Becca into this, and I feel bad about it, kind of. Okay, <laughs> so there was this really great article in Vox several weeks ago, actually probably a couple months ago now at this point, about how gift giving becomes less sentimental as we get older and like less emotionally significant. Sure. Because when we're younger. We put a lot of thought into gifts. We give friendship bracelets. We give like those BFF necklaces. And, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of... All of the value there is sentimental. Cause... Mm-hmm. And then we get older and we start giving people like food processors, you know? I mean... I mean, not that... Okay, food processor is a bad example. But I love my immersion blender. That was the best gift I got. What's well, up there? It's in my top three. Um, Maybe like a... I don't know what's a food processor is worth too much. Maybe or you like end up a, just being like, what do you, what do you need? And cause that's like what my family is like, what do you need that you like just haven't gotten around to buying yeah. it? And I was like immersion blender. So that's like, fair. I was really glad to get that and I use it a lot, but also sentimental value is low. It's just like, yeah, I said what I needed and I got it. Yeah. So this article shamed me literally the same day was when I made our sweatshirts. Mm. I read that article and it was just like a fit of inspiration. Buck and I was in the like, trend. I know how I can give a sentimental and like meaningful gift. I'm going to make us vodka lemonade stand sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. So in telling Becca about this Vox article, I accidentally shamed her into needing to come <laughs> spread up it around. <laughs> with a meaningful present. So she made us vodka lemonade stand mugs. And she was like, thank God I'm part of your drive because that's the only reason why I <laughs> The file the is in there. They are fabulous mugs. They're really big. They've got our podcast cover art. This is definitely like a 18 ounce mug. Probably. Yeah. Maybe not a full 20 ounce, but pretty big. Pretty big. Um, Yeah. If you were to put a whole cocktail in this mug, it, you wouldn't you would die. wake up the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you would be dead. I guess it would depend on how many shots were in there, but like you'd be struggling. Yeah. Yeah. If you drank this much wine, you'd have struggles. If you drank this much beer, you'd probably be okay. You'd be totally fine. We've probably that's how big the mugs are. <laughs> if, you, if you're able to understand the quantities involved here, um, they're great. I'm I'm so enthused about this mug right now. It's pretty great. Um, what do you think about your drink that I just created? I think it's great. Do Tell you? me what you put in it I because it's a mystery to. to me right now. So we had a completely different drink plan, and then Anne dropped the ball, which is fine. It's fine because the inventor <laughs> of Saint Germain or Saint Germain or whatever it is passed away this past week. And I thought it would be a nice thing to, oh, like, God. you know, use some elderflower liqueur, um, even though I don't have the St. Germain brand. I, I just forgot. It's overpriced. I brought sour beer instead and baguettes. So mm-hmm. I feel like I, you know, I didn't bring nothing to the table, no, but no, I did no, not no, bring no, no, what no, I no. promised. <laughs> 
So, oops. So I had to get a little bit creative. Right now we are drinking a combination of vodka, honey, grapefruit spindrift, and lemon. It's actually pretty good though, right? It's pretty good. I'll tell you. You Because I'm not the biggest fan of spindrift, but I had like the blackberry kind. Oh. And maybe the blackberry kind just sucks. I got the pack from Costco that's grapefruit, lemon, and my gosh, what's the other one? I don't remember. There's another flavor mm. in the package yet. I obviously haven't tried it yet because I don't remember what it is. But it makes pretty good makes pretty good cocktail. Yeah. So I'm um, cons- okay, first of all, I'm a pretty good mixologist. Let's just remember the Riverdale cocktails that I had to make <laughs> with <laughs> maple syrup. With maple syrup. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I actually just threw out that maple syrup because I looked at the bottle and it said refrigerate after opening and we did that like two years ago. <laughs> so I threw it out. Do you need to? Oh, I guess I do usually keep maple syrup in the refrigerator. I thought it was like honey or you But is that to. only because it crystallized? Mm. I don't know. But I needed to clear out space anyway. I did well, a whole Marie Kondo Honey thing. Like, really doesn't go bad. Like honey can last forever. Nice. So. It's time prehistoric honey up in there. I know, right? Um, and we didn't have simple syrup, which is why these drinks have honey in them. But you know it what? It tastes better. It fucking works. It tastes better even. Honey instead of simple syrup. That's the new trend. Well, haven't you had um, those drinks with gin, honey, and lemon? Mm. Actually, I don't know why I'm framing that as a, haven't you tried that cocktail? It's usually called like the bee's knees. Oh, uh, I can't remember if I have, but now I'm going to go and order that at all the fancy cocktail bars and mm-hmm. be like, excuse me. It's like a gimlet, except instead of simple syrup, it's honey. Yeah. So it's like bee themed. I support honey and cocktails. I had a lot of hot toddies over the winter break and, um, cause I got the, you saw it, the, um, collection of honeys from trader joe's um it's literally i couldn't resist buying it um so i've just been putting a lot of honey in things and yeah it's great life tip man so good anywho that's our housekeeping (laughs) welcome welcome so the premiere of the bachelor Mm. aired this week we watched it on wednesday so I don't think we've really talked at all about how we felt about Colton being The Bachelor. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk on the pod at all. And it's something I wasn't excited about because he was never my favorite on Becca's season. He just kind of was there. I think mostly because he's, like, not my type. Oh, yeah, no. Um, where, I mean, I guess none of the people on Becca's season were really my type. And the kind of people who go on The Bachelor aren't really my type. But I also could not tell you what my type is. So I'll just say, I just know what it's not. And like some weird. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Maybe. You've literally said that before. I like a really strong eyebrow. Like a really bold eyebrow. So how did you feel about Jason on Blake's, or on Blake's season, on Becca's season? I don't remember Jason. <laughs> he was the guy we oh, but he has lo- like who looked hair, like the like Marvelous, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Maisel. I'll say I wasn't as into Jason, but the guy in Marvelous Miss Maisel... You think that guy's cuter he's than he's Jason? He's alright, but because uh, I remember Yikes. him from Boardwalk Empire, and he was really good on that show. Mm. So I also admire talent. Fair enough. Um, I, I wasn't trying to shame you. That was mostly a joke. <laughs> no, not you literally said that verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it hard to nail down what my type is because maybe that's just a struggle of being bi. It's like I don't know, man. It's complicated. There's a lot of different types that are overlapping. Lita loves a boat shoe. It's true. Yeah. 
But it is more complicated with women. Mm. There's no like boat shoe equivalent, or well, it's more that's not than what that. I'm attracted to. You don't like boat shoe ladies. Well, I think it's just more nuanced. Mm. Whereas, like, if you show me a like generally unkempt man, I will be like, I want nothing to do with that. Like unequivocally, like no. Mm, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. why Portland's a really bad place to date. Uh, yeah, you got a lot of beards, hats, t-shirts. I know. Columbia sportswear. Everyone I tell, like Lita loves boat shoe. People are like, Lita, what are you doing here? I'm like, I don't yeah, know. you're in the wrong city for boat shoe. <laughs> I dude. know. Do you want to go get like drinks in Lake Oswego sometime? Ew, <laughs> gross. <laughs> and- but you're gonna get like over forty boat shoes. Like this is where boat shoes come to retire. But are they gonna be like tolerable? I know. Because <laughs> people from like us, we go are terrible. Uh, <laughs> which you've said in the pod before. Which I have. This is harkening back to to all the boys I've loved before, which definitely took place on like took place in mm, like yeah. us we go. Yeah, in the the movie, the book is East Coast. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's like Virginia or something. Oh, random. Mm-hmm. That's. A I don't know choice. why they switched it. Like, I don't know. Uh, That's Ollie, Ollie scratching herself. Anyway. So Colton, we weren't that enthused. One, because we knew that the virginity mm-hmm. thing... He's the first... Virgin bachelor. Male virgin bachelor. There first virgin bachelor? Because there's... Well, yeah. bachelorette, has, has there been... No. Okay. Not so that I can think of. There's newness to it. Um, Which just emphasizes how young he is, too. He's 26? He's 26. Age. Yeah. Yeah. But looks older just because he's buff. He's enormous. Yeah. He's a large man. But he has a baby face. He has he a does. baby face. He does. Yeah. He's got, he reminds me of my little brother, but he also seems older, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think just being on TV, something about it. Yeah. You look, do you you look, look older on TV than in person. Um, but we, I was not excited. I like really wanted to stage a boycott of this season. And then I didn't because they con you. If you don't watch The Bachelor, then you have no idea who The Bachelorette is. And then if you don't watch The Bachelorette, you won't know anyone who's on Bachelor in Paradise. So really, yeah, they've really dialed in on their how to keep people watching. So I didn't have a choice. But also, the premiere wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. Well, because we fast forwarded through all the bullshit. Okay, well, I guess the content of the actual, like the meat of the actual episode, yeah, like the stuff that was filmed in the house, yeah, was fine. But I think they realized they didn't have enough. And yeah. so they were like, oh, let's, how are we going to like make this a three hour? But also, they was. didn't need it to be three hours long. That was a choice that they made. It was a bad choice. God, that's so rude. Because they had this like multi state watch party with a bunch of people we didn't give a shit about in like Park City, Utah. So, yep. yeah, for, for great coverage and analysis of this, I would refer you to. Um, the Here to Make Friends podcast, because mm-hmm. they just dug into, like, why that didn't work. Yeah. We can't dig into why that didn't work, because we literally skipped it. We did. We fast-forwarded. We watched, like, the first half an hour, like, as it was, mm-hmm. and then we were like, no, yeah. this needs the to The one stop. highlight was Chris Harrison retrospective, which was great. And made a great case for Chris Harrison needs to be the next Which bachelor. is what I've been saying. Okay, so I feel like... ABC just wants to copy all of my ideas from like 2012. Uh huh. I always said Chris Harrison should. Sh- <laughs> I always said Chris Harrison. <laughs> I'm gonna try this one more time. I always said. 
Chris Harrison should be the last Bachelor. Yes. Like, that's how they should culminate the entire yeah, series. And then I've also been asking for a bi-Bachelor Bachelorette God, for, like, yes. ever. Oh, God, Whatever. That Maybe so that'll fun. be me. Hair flip. So um, it's fine. But you're right. That was the only redeeming aspect of any of this bullshit. Like, how many places were they even in? Because they were in L.A. and they were in Park City. They were in Dallas. They were in Dallas. You're right. That's where and they Caitlin had three and... So I almost wonder if that was the three places. Yeah, it probably... It just felt like more because we were so annoyed. Yeah. Anyway... Getting into Colton as The Bachelor, I just started listening to Nick Vile has a new podcast called, wait for it, The Vile Files, which reminds me of, I wonder if I've told this story on the podcast before, I don't think I have, how PETA named their online forum The PETA Files. Oh, PETA, come on. No one said that out loud, I guess. How'd they find that up so I think that was a short-lived, short-lived venture, but like... It's humiliating for them. I mean, also, PETA sucks. PETA is a garbage organization. And I say this as someone who loves animals. PETA is not about animals. PETA is about marketing and money. Yeah, being a bunch of assholes. Anyway. I totally lost her. Oh, (laughs) Niall. uh, Niall. Nick. Vile. I'm having an evening. I'm so sorry. And just sitting across from me laughing her ass off. Not as hard as she laughed at the sloth, Oh, though. my God. Yeah. That was one of the gimmicks. That was one of the hardest times I've ever seen you laugh. Like, you cried. I, and I can't explain it either. It was, just, it was so funny. Um, so, yeah. Colton's a bachelor. I, so, sorry. I, I never talked about Nick's podcast <laughs> spoiler alert we'll talk about the sloth later but let's keep on track thank you next so i started listening to nick's podcast and it's like the only reason i listened to it was because i'm part of the lady gang facebook group the lady gang being another podcast and someone said nick started a new podcast and there was like tea spilling all over the place mm. and i was like tea spilling you said that and i spilled my drink a little bit you did i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> <laughs> whoa um, so I decided to start listening to it and I only listened to the second episode cause that's when they talked about the bachelor premiere. So I wonder if some of the tea was actually in the first episode and also I haven't finished the second episode, but it was a really interesting look into his experience. Cause Nick is like the MVP of bachelor nation. He, he's been on so many different he iterations. He was on two seasons of The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. plus Bachelor in Paradise, plus he was The Bachelor. No yeah. one else has been on four seasons, I don't think. Yeah, people usually burn out or just America gets bored of them interest. and they don't get yeah, invited exactly. back. And I think that's, <clears throat> they made kind of like a very valid point about Colton being on Paradise kind of, it didn't help his case of being the Bachelor. Yeah, it didn't do him any favors. Like, my impression no. of Colton got worse after Absolutely. his time on Paradise because of, like, he had some weird back and forth between, like, what, Tia and someone else there. Oh. I don't know. I don't remember, but it left, left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Well, because it was the same thing. And this is, I'm not saying this is Colton's fault. This is 100% an issue of timing and heartbreak 
But the same thing happened with Dean after Rachel season two yeah. went on Paradise and he fucked up because he was rebounding. He was upset. He yeah, was I would not like to have my rebounds televised. No, and the same thing happened with Colton. He was rejected by Becca and then he goes directly pretty much onto Paradise and he had this thing with Tia that was like not yeah, even really Becca, a thing. But like more of a flirtation. Exactly. Yeah. But then there was all this pressure for it to be a real thing and he was rebounding and yeah and it's so removed from like actual reality and what mm-hmm. actual like meeting people and dating people is like that it's like i don't know how to act yeah so i i get it yeah yeah it's weird but oh man i feel like all my life's most embarrassing moments happened while i was rebounding so i it's not you don't want that on tv no no one's at their best when they're rebounding Mm-mm. no absolutely not Anyway, I'm going to keep listening to Nick's podcast because I feel like there is going to be some sweet, sweet tea. But one of the things, <laughs> sorry, that was kind of funny. Um, one of the things that he said, which I've always kind of guessed, is that he knew it was going to be Vanessa from the beginning. Yeah. Like People on night one. Well, there's this whole trend of, like, the first impression rose being the final person, and that's way more true on The Bachelorette than it is on The Bachelor, because The Bachelorette has been true, like, the past several seasons yeah. that's happened. But, I mean, it totally... Bachelor just means you probably get a hometown. N- on Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... I mean, it totally makes sense, because his argument was, you're in a room of any 30 people, like why would they be disproportionately like suited to you even though even though they're like a kind of cultivated group they're still random people yeah yeah if, if, i mean if you're like swiping through 30 profiles on a dating app you're gonna know who you like best out of 30 yeah that's pretty clear it's true although this is like a much more it is cultivated in the sense that everyone is attractive and Oh, well, yeah, and like a dental hygienist or, or a, a real, real or estate person or something, social media something. influencer. But I, I think he's going to have a lot of interesting perspective on the franchise as a whole. So mm. I'm going to keep listening to The Vile Files, even though that's a dumb fucking name. Anyway. I like to work out listening to Bachelor and Bachelorette-related content, so maybe I'll pick that up and hit the gym twice as often. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You know, working on my fitness. I know. I was January. Listen- <laughs> I was listening to it while I was running today, and I still didn't, f- didn't finish. Were you outside or were you on a treadmill? I was outside. Oh, because it was nice? Yeah. Smart. I was on a treadmill, and I got really bored really fast. So oh. I was switching learned. between podcast and one of my... Becca was... I make Becca running playlists mm. because the music she listens to normally is not really suited to cardio. Yeah. And she was like, why? There's no new playlist. And I was like, ugh, okay. So <laughs> I made a new playlist today and I was testing it out. But I had to like switch back and forth because a podcast does oh, get kind of boring, I think. My running playlist is just remixes of pop songs that I already like. So they're just like fast paced. Like, Do you want to get in on this new. cardio playlist? Dude, yeah. Okay. I dig that. I cultivate I love playlists. a really good Becca says when she runs to my playlist, she runs like a minute per mile faster. Whoa. Because. Most of my playlists are about being queer. So like. Oh. If you want to. I'll just post my like playlists about being bi. <laughs> and my 20 gay teen playlist. And my not nascent 
20 by teen playlist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're fun. They're really great. Um, so, yeah. So, Becca listens to your playlist, runs a little bit faster. You know who runs really slow? Who? That sloth lady <laughs> <laughs> from the first episode. Um, so, as happens on the first premiere episode of The Bachelor, um, there's a, just basically introductions. And people get out of a limo in front of a fancy mansion and introduce themselves to Colton for the first time. Or maybe sometimes the second time. They usually meet maybe on a talk show ahead of time. Apparently that happened on Ellen a couple weeks before. Hmm. I'm not stressed about it because I don't watch Ellen. Um, Who has time to watch daytime television? God, exactly. I, you know, I have other things going on during the day. Mm-hmm. So this woman, and I forget her name. I don't remember. Who, unless you're keeping notes, and I have kept notes in the past, you're not going to remember their name. But she decided that it would be fun to come out of the limo dressed in a um, sloth outfit. And because the joke is like, oh, I heard you like to take things slow. Her name is Alex. Yeah, Alex from Boston. Um, so I am going to take things slow by being a sloth. So that was a fun gimmick, but also she also talked really slow, which mm-hmm. got old very that fast. Got old she walked slow, and oh, it was a whole mm-hmm. deal. But the whole time that she's walking from the limo over to Colton in this like sloth outfit with really long like sloth <laughs> claws. I'm just cracking up. It's for some reason it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about it. <laughs> she had to take her glasses off to yeah, wipe her I started eyes. Crying. That's how you know. Um, I think it. It's you know. I don't know. This is another thing that's like an interesting glimpse into my psychology. Like one, probably because it's a sloth, and they they like seem like they should be threatening because they have the long claws, but they're they're not. They're like no. so benign well and they move so slow yeah and they're, they're so slow <laughs> but yeah i also normally i don't like people in costumes i like don't trust them it makes me feel weird <laughs> um so like at a disneyland kind of a place where there's people in mascot costumes like avoid them um there was somebody at like a holiday like you know like lights thing in portland that was dressed up as like a gingerbread man and i was like i can't, I can't even be near you but for some reason, this really got me. So, if you ever want to know more about Anne, uh, that's a little don't snippet. dress up in a costume. Don't I? She I need, won't like. I it. need to see your face. I really do. I mean, it's like a security issue. Honestly, if it weren't The Bachelor, you would get in trouble. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's either see your face or like hear your voice. But masks—they don't talk, and they also have a mask. I'm not into it. Have you watched The Masked Singer at all? No, but I keep hearing about it. Should we watch it? Should we talk about the show? Yeah, I watched the second episode with Becca, and I I was like, I genuinely don't know whether you're going to like this. Like, I can see it going either way. And she turns to me like 10 minutes in, and she's like, Lita, this is the best. <laughs> uh, so yes, I think we should definitely talk about it, because it's like exactly up our lane, singing competition it's show true. plus celebrities. Yes. Plus more celebrities because they're judges. Yeah. Like, how could that possibly be more vodka lemonade stand? Mm -hmm. Like, it just couldn't. Unless they were teens. (laughs) Yeah. What are the teens saying about Masked Singer? We'll find out and report back. The costumes are crazy. Amazing. Yeah. We're, maybe we'll do Masked Singer and Sex Education as our next episode. (laughs) Fun combo. (laughs) Because that's, I mean, right now it's The Bachelor and You, which doesn't really make sense either, but 
you know what? Yeah, you the TV show. You the Netflix series, yes. Not you as in me. I know. I was telling that to someone on, because someone on Bumble asked what we were going to be talking about on the episode, and I was like, <laughs> you? the Netflix series, you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about you. It's actually a Lifetime <laughs> series on Netflix, but I... Well, the second season is Netflix produced, I think, because it got canceled on It got time. renewed, yeah, by Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. correct, sir. That's information I picked up by listening to other podcasts. Nice. This might be a, you know, partially plagiarized kind of thing we got going on, but we're just using our sources. It's not pl- I mean, it's a fact. It's you can't plagiarize a fact. information. Exactly. But anyway. the folks over at Keep It also like the, po- the, the show You. That's what <laughs> Lita, Lita doesn't feels like that about show, but I like it. that show. I like that show. Motherfucker. <laughs> Except they did have the guy from Shit's Creek, and I was like, I want to oh, yeah. listen to this episode because I love him, but I fucking hate Keep It, and I won't do it, and I didn't. That's a man with great eyebrows, you know? He has great eyebrows. That's our group costume idea, was it? Yes, being the people. Okay, who who do you want to be from Shit's Creek? I would be the mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Catherine O'Hara. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could nail her voice. Yeah. I could be like, David? <laughs> Alexis? <laughs> I love her. Oh my god, I'm really excited. I just want to be Alexis really, really bad. <laughs> I just like want... <laughs> A moment I to like revel in being like a dumb dumb, you know? Yeah, like, just like go around and running clothes with a smoothie. Uh huh. And just be like a really genuine dumb dumb. <laughs> like that sounds so. And just, yeah, I think it's going to be great. We need to recruit the rest of the crew. Yeah. But I feel like everyone is starting to watch Shit's Creek. Tweet now, us finally. at Vodka Lems. Do you want to be man. part of our crew? Maybe if you're not weird, we'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're extra weird, we'll like make you one of the townies. Oh, yeah, you can be the mayor. Yeah. That works for me. <laughs> but crucially, we need we need a David, we need a dad, and we need a Stevie. That's mm-hmm. who we're missing. Yeah, Stevie's real great. You just wear flannel and act mean. And be really sarcastic yeah. the whole time, which is too much like me. I know. If that you were Stevie, be I'd be like, Leah, that's not a costume. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be Alexis. Anyway... Other thoughts about Colton's premiere episode. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, honestly. Yeah, people made off-color jokes, but we were prepared for it. I started keeping track of how many Virgin references there were, and I had to give up like 15 minutes in. I'm so done. I just... It's not a fun conversation to have. Because also, like... I think they were just trying to, like, get it out of the way, but one of the women was just like, so you're 26 and you never had sex, like, why i want to know why and it's also like that can be complex and personal and also potentially traumatic like maybe the reason you don't know why is you don't want to go there on live tv so just chill out no it's so true and it i mean the politics of it are so different because he's a man but it's still very problematic and also he's like publicly dated people who are survivors of sexual violence yep and so maybe you're like why didn't you have sex with that person mm. shut the fuck up yeah mind your goddamn also business. it's none of your it's literally none of your business until you are like pre-fantasy suite it's none of your business yeah i'm sorry like right now you're one of 30 like you don't actually matter sorry like you don't no they don't one of 30 that is anyway 
He so, gave yeah. the first impression rose to Hannah G. I don't remember anything about her. She was very small and well, yeah. blonde. Yes, I think well, she was a blonde. lot of them were. She was wearing a gold dress because they a called lot her of gold dress were. Hannah. <laughs> I remember because <laughs> there yeah. were multiple Hannahs. She here, I'll show you. No, I remember what she looks like. Oh, I just do? don't remember any oh. fun facts about her. Oh, I don't either. I mean, I guess I could. I probably don't remember what they talked about. Hannah like G. Bachelor. Ooh, Instagram. Oh my god. Interesting. She already has almost two hundred thousand followers of course. now. Oh, she, that's, she got the first impression, Rose. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Here's a picture of her and Colton. Guess what's in the box? Funniest answer wins. Find out tonight on ABC Network. What? That's really gross. She looks like a doll, like well, a doll yeah, who wears bathing do. suits. Good luck to them all. We're off to the races. Um, it's comforting to settle into a show that has such entrenched patterns that it's claims to be formulaic. more and more dramatic every year, but it's the same formula. Well, Catherine. About her dog? No. And well, I mean, yes, but that's not what I was referring to. Went back four times. Four Can times. I steal you for a second? Can I steal you for a second? Can I steal you for a second? Fourth time's the charm. After she got talked to about it by another woman in the house. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, she's just she's just got her eye on that two-on-one. She's ready to be left on a beach alone somewhere as someone else flies off in a helicopter. So this was actually an interesting thing that they talked about on Nick's podcast because his guest was like, oh, Catherine's going to be the villain. And he was like, no, actually. Sometimes the villain on the first step doesn't end up being the villain and it's somebody who brings their claws out later. It could be Miss South Carolina or North Carolina or Miss Virginia. Or his guest was Demi. Demi, who? Demi was the one who was wearing the crop. It was like a two-piece oh, outfit. The ye- banana yellow. Yeah, the one that you could literally snap over your knee, like in half, because she was that small. Yeah, a lot of petite folks. Because he was like, the villain has to be someone with whom there's genuine interest. Like, Colton was very much like just along for the ride with Catherine. He yeah. was dealing with it because the, the producers were making choice. him. Exactly. exactly. But the actual villain needs to be someone who's a genuine threat, because otherwise there's no reason for it to have any meaning, you know? I hear you. Because the lead needs to be invested, because then there needs to be a whole thing where, like, they're not there for the right reasons, (laughs) you know? Like, that has to go down. That has to, like, happen at least (laughs) once a season. Someone is not there for the right reasons. Actually, all of them are not there for the right reasons. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's a comforting show because it's really hard to be surprised. Like, we can sit here and make these predictions and half of them okay, are Okay, but be remember true. Peter. Oh, my God. When Rachel didn't pick Peter. <laughs> I'm still broken up over it. <laughs> That's the hardest The Bachelor Bachelorette has ever hit me in my life. That was devastating. That was worse we than when Ari broke here. off his engagement with Becca. Oh, my God. That was way worse. Because we didn't like Ari. No, we I felt was like, Becca, Becca you're, you'll be fine. But we loved Rachel and Peter. I know. And I, we didn't like Brian or I didn't like Brian. No, I hated Brian. Sarah made me, she was like, Lita, stop. Because I was being too We mean were harsh Brian. on Brian. We really Brian is fine. Like he's fine. I don't think he's fine. I think he's bad. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, tweet us about The Bachelor. We're going to we be We want to hear what you have to say. 
we don't really know what it has in store for us, mm. but we're going to find out. Yeah. There will be probably a powder puff football situation. I would pay you money if there wasn't. Yeah. How much money? I don't know. I guess I've never like actually paid someone money. A bottle of vodka for the podcast. Yeah. That's, I mean, I do that anyway. I do that anyway. <laughs> he said anyway. Um, New mic stands for the podcast. We can have a, we can have a, we'll check back in on the podcast. You can shame me if it doesn't happen. It's true. But like, it probably will happen. Come on. They haven't done that in a season and a half, so it's time. Uh, we could talk about you. Sure. So. Not Lita, but the show. You. <sighs> not me. The Netflix, well, the Lifetime Netflix, whatever. The series You. You can find it on Netflix. Exactly. So I started hearing a lot of rumbling about this show with Penn. How do we say his name? Is it Badgley? I say Badgley. Is it not Badgley? I don't know. It's B-A-D-G-L-E-Y. Badgley. Badgley, right? Okay. Badge with a Lee. Exactly. Who's certified cutie? He, okay, complicated feelings about Penn Badgley because one he wasn't gossip girl Dan wasn't (laughs) gossip girl that was inane that was the laziest thing that's happened on television yeah in a long time like that who was gossip girl in the books I don't even know I didn't read that far I only read the first several I think it like went on for a while I can probably look that up though Gossip Girl in the books. <laughs> I watched the first, I think, two seasons Gossip of Gossip Girl is a blogger whose identity is never revealed. Never revealed. Oh. So the TV show had to make it up. Well, okay. It makes sense now. But they had made it such that, like, no one could be Gossip Girl because Gossip Girl hit everyone. Like, there were think pieces and, like, reflection articles after the finale aired, that was like, these are all the reasons why Dan can't be Gossip Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen him and Gossip Girl in the same room at the same time? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. I've I, I just seen his face, because that's like really his iconic role. Like, he hasn't yeah, been in too Penn much Badgley else. Yeah, from Gossip Girl. He w- He's I not mean, like... Um, Blake Lively. Blake Lively, who's been in a ton of things since Gossip Girl. Like, he's... Well, and she's just, like, a celebrity now. She married Ryan Reynolds. They have this adorable celebrity marriage where they... hair just... Oh, my gosh. Her hair is beautiful. Oh, my God. I need to see that movie with Anna Kendrick that she's in. A Simple Favor. I need to see it. Okay. She's in a suit. I gotta wear it. I gotta watch it. She is in a suit. She looks good in a suit. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. But back to you. (laughs) Okay. Um, Penn, I, I think he's a certified cutie. I watched the first couple of seasons of Gospel Girl. He impressed me as the cutest uh, male character on the show. What? Yeah. What, who what? else? Who else would it have been? Okay. Lita loves a boat shoe. Guess. Oh, the other guy? <laughs> okay. There's more than one other guy, and You're going to need to narrow it down a little bit more than that. The blonde other guy? There wasn't a blonde other there guy. Was, okay. The brunette other guy? <laughs> Anne doesn't remember anything about Gossip Girl. I'll tell you why. Because I watched it. I don't know if you're trying to say this. I watched it in Spanish. Like dubbed oh, in Spanish. Oh, right. We I talked about this trying to get better at last. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. So when I think about Gossip Girl, I think about Dan. And I think about <laughs> Serena van der Woodsen. And I think about Mbled. Um, so I really don't remember a lot of other details. But do you remember details. their faces? 
Yeah, that's why I'm saying brunette blonde. <laughs> well, the only blonde guy was Serena's gay hair. brother, which is not the that's, person I'm yeah. talking about. Okay, so I'm remembering his face. He's ruled out. Okay. Is it Chase? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm doing it again. <laughs> Corbin. <laughs> Chandler. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I will say Nate from Gossip Girl looks kind of like Chase from Runaways. Kind of. Chase. Sure. Well, and his real name is Chase. Chase Crawford. That's what I'm thinking but of. But his character is Nate. Oh, yeah. I see it. He's got the bangs. Lita loves the boat shoe. He's not blonde? No. I would call them blonde, but maybe just because, what? like, naturally, I have very dark blonde hair, and so I think anybody else who has, like, light brown or dark blonde is also blonde. He has brown hair. It looks blonde it's to me. It's brown. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Chase Crawford's hair blonde or brown? <laughs> Tweet at us. At Von Columstant. <laughs> and let us also, for- also, let us know if you are yourself blonde or dark haired (laughs) okay i started hearing a lot about you a couple weeks ago i think it came onto netflix yeah and people were like oh there's some buzz people were ready to see more pen badgley well yeah they were like dan from gossip girl and she mitchell from pretty little liars interesting dream team right there two hotties two two straight up hotties it's true and then all I really knew was that Dan, not Dan, what's his name in the show? Joe. Joe. Joe is. <laughs> not Joseph. No. Joe. Joe is like a creepy stalker who's pursuing this woman and shenanigans. That's like literally all I knew. Mm-hmm. Did you know more than that? Oh, I knew that he was a murderer. Oh. Um, but just because I like shows about murder. She does. Yeah. So we watched the first like. Four episodes Three today? or four. Fair amount. <clears throat> we watched several episodes today. That's my glass. Ian has one glass inside another glass, which <laughs> well, is... Well, I want a drink out of my mug, but also I already have a drink in a pint glass, so the mug is acting as the cup holder for the pint glass. It's okay. It works. So the first thing to say about you, actually, before we even start talking about the plot at all, is it is produced by Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti, who's made everything I've ever watched. Well, He made all of the um, CW superhero shows, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and Black Lightning. Or he was involved in some capacity. If he wasn't directing them, he was producing them or writing them. Like, he was involved. Mm-hmm. He also directed Love, Simon. Oh, I love that movie. He we talked about that. He also produced Brothers and Sisters, which I just finished watching. And he produced or wrote or did something for Eli Stone, which I am currently watching, which is a show. It was a lawyer show with Johnny Lee Miller from like the 2000s. <laughs> I don't know. I really like lawyer shows. And suits? now I'm like, I have seen Suits, Mm-mm. except it got bad. I stopped. I think I only watched like five or six seasons. You know, as long as you got enough Meghan Markle for your life. She's very pretty in that show. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. 
But, like, stuff started getting off the rails, mm. as it does when you have a drama that runs for that long. It's true. Like, you have to start pulling some nonsense. Yeah, unless you have a six-season plan from the start, things are going to get weird. Exactly. So I wrote, does Lita have a boner for Greg Berlanti? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> anyway. Also, do you think Penn Badgley has aged? bit a little bit but a like, lot but a little bit i know right that's natural he still that's looks what happens like when you get older do you think he had botox or do you think his forehead just still looks like that oh, i think it just still looks like that okay fair enough he just looks like you know more stressed out but so do we all he's also it's 2019 <laughs> trump is president like we're all stressed <laughs> out okay um why don't you set the stage for you you is about a guy named Joe who works in a bookstore and it opens with his internal monologue, which all the best shows about murderers do. Um, and he's like analyzing this woman who's just walked into his bookstore and her name, as we come to find out is Guinevere Beck, which great. Um, she goes by Beck. I think she should go by Gwen or Guinevere cause you know, own it. Um, but he's like, very smug. They're both very smug. They're like, mm, we read. Mm, people who read the Da Vinci Code are so dumb. All these other people around us are so fake, but we're real. So they're perfect for each other. But also, he's kind of a psychopath. He is a psychopath. Like, he, based on her name, he fi- like Googles her and goes on her Instagram and is like judging her based on her Instagram and then like finds her address based on one of her posts and then like... She doesn't have curtains, apparently, so he's, like, watching her get dressed and watching her fuck her ex and watching her, like, you know, in her house and, like, watching her, like, you know, going into the bars that she's at all around town. He follows her. He follows her for a couple weeks, at least. Um, But they have this, like, very semi-engineered, like, meet-cute moment. And I think this is where the show succeeds is, like, a really good critique of the rom-com which is an analysis i read somewhere else mm. it's not original to me but i agree with it um because like he's just like catching a train home you know after stalking her yeah and she stumbles into the very same train station shocker um and is wasted also it's important to note that she was performing her own poetry mm, at, at a an open mic. open mic. And he had to leave because he was, was riding the struggle bus <laughs> yeah. that hard. He's like, eh, I don't even want to stalk her anymore. The poetry is that bad. Anyway, keep um, So she stumbles and then like drops her phone and falls on the train tracks. Yes. And he helps her off with the train tracks, which mm-hmm. is a very dramatic moment. Um, and it, which is promptly ruined, which is so good. Oh my God. Because the music starts to swell and then she fucking pukes on him. And I was like, Oh, I like this show. That's when it got me. When she barfed on him, I was like, this show is quality. Because so far, I hate everybody in it. I hate Joe. I hate Guinevere. I hate Guinevere's friends. Except for I kind of like Peach, yeah. who is from Pretty Little Pretty Liars. Because um, she tells the truth. Like, she's a rich bitch, but she tells the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. So they, like, start to, like, date. But he's still doing his, like, creepy stalker. And he yeah. abducts her, mm-hmm. like on-off boyfriend, Benji. Yeah. Keeps him in his murder basement. Okay, but first, he lures him into the murder basement oh and then my God. hits 
his head. He catfishes him into the murder basement. Into the murder basement and then hits him with like a mallet A hammer. mallet that you use for binding books. And like it looks like he dies. Yeah. But like, he's just severely bloodied. Probably has concussion. But also like not that bad because then he proceeds to live for yeah. several days. Without food. Without And only food. heroin to eat. Without water. With like a gaping wound mm-hmm. in his head. I don't know. Whatever. That's Suspension a, of disbelief. Yeah. In the rare books murder room in the basement of the bookstore. What a time. This show. So that's the basic premise of it. Yes. Shenanigans ensue, as you might expect. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm really into it. We're really into it. <laughs> I'm invested. What are your favorite parts? What? Okay, I'm looking at my notes. Oh, when we find out his name for the first time, when Joe finds Benji on Instagram and finds out that he's <laughs> Benjamin J. Ashby the third, I was like, <gasps> and you were like, ugh, <laughs> like at the same time. Of course he is. Um, let's see. Oh, did you know, this is actually such an aside, but Penn Badgley is friends with Deray McKesson. Oh, really? Yeah. And I said, it's a small ass world. Indeed it because is. Because everything comes back to Crooked Media in the end. it's true uh Anne's cackle when she puked on his face we covered that (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember when you said this but you said joe's a killer lita joe's a killer he's like well he keeps saying he's not a killer like he's keeping benji in his murder basement Mm -hmm. and as far as we know he hasn't killed anybody yet but there's this mysterious missing ex-girlfriend candace um we're not confirmed dead, but Pretty, she's dead. Yeah. She's dead, and her teeth are in a box <laughs> in the ceiling of his bathroom. Where Benji's phone now is. Yes. That's where he keeps his murder trophies. Yep. Um. So, surprise, surprise, uh, Joe ends up killing Benji by poisoning him with peanut oil. Yikes. It was... Brutal. It was brutal. And it was... Joe is a complicated character because he <laughs> makes this really valid. Um, he, at some point, Benji says that he's allergic to peanuts. But yeah. He says it in the same breath as like, I'm gluten intolerant. Yeah, it's I'm a real thing. Thing. And it seems like, yes, multiple <laughs> allergies can exist in the same bite at the same time. But you're, you have quite a long list here. Benji has an artisanal soda company. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the kind of person Benji is. Mm -hmm. So Joe was basically like, it was a toss-up. Like, maybe he was telling the truth, maybe he wasn't. Turns out he was, so he died because I put peanut oil in his latte. I mean, that'll do it. Yikes. That will do it. Which And then he just, like, he just leaves the body in the basement for a couple days. For a while. Because he's, like, too, like, not even, it's not even, like, it's so unclear whether it's, like, disgust or being distraught, or being, like, horrified. Like, it's not I really think, clear. I think Benji's corpse was just smelly as hell. Like, I think that's what it was. Yeah, but I don't even think... even in the beginning, when he, like, tried to knock his teeth out, and then he couldn't do it? I think he was just smelly, dude. Fair I don't enough. think he's got any remorse in him, Joe, that guy. Because also, like, he kept being like, I'm not a killer, I'm not a killer. And I'm like, that's vanity right there, because, like... You trapped this dude in your murder basement. Like, how else was this going to end? Yep. 
You knew exactly well, what you were doing. Well, he was going for mutually assured destruction. So what we found out, well, I mean, I don't buy you it. You know, you can totally, you can totally read that into it. So what ended up happening was Benji, because he's the kind of person who would have done something like this. He was involved in a fraternity hazing incident gone awry where he drowned someone in a pool or he let someone drown in a Mm -hmm. pool and he's videotaping it. He's videotaping someone drowning in a pool. Yeah. Terrifying. And so (laughs) this is where it got weird because Joe initially was like mutually assured destruction. Like he'll do. Yeah. Like I know your worst secret. You know mine. I'll let you go. We'll just never talk about this again. But then his rationale for killing him was... You're still bad for Beck. Like, yeah. This is like. He's just straight up psychopath and he's obsessed with Beck. It's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy logic, which I get. Like, he's a murderer. Like, of course his logic is crazy. Yeah. But that was just a moment because the show does, like, somewhat not endear you to him, but it, mm-hmm. like. It he, reveals, like, the inner logic. Yes. And you're not supposed to agree with the logic, but you're supposed to be like, okay, like. I see the logic here. Yeah. Which is made obvious by the fact that Joe is like lending Shelly, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein to his neighbor kid. And he's like, oh, it's about a monster. But he's not really the monster. But you can also understand like why he's a monster. And I'm like, okay, Lifetime. Like, yeah, I, I, I too have read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and get what you're trying to put down. Um, he also like misinterprets the purpose behind like Don Quixote, which I thought was like interesting because he's like, oh yeah, this is a book about chivalry, which is about being nice to women. And I'm like, that's not what it's about. It's a satire. So, um, yeah. So maybe you is an effective satire, which is a weird grammatically, but that's a sentence that makes sense. You is. Yeah. Um, okay. I own it. I like it. And I think what I like most about it, and I said this to you, Lita, is like, Everybody in this show has a really good sense of exactly what is wrong with everybody else, yeah. and they're not afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, all the, like, mean things that people say behind their friends' backs are 100% true. Yep. So, like, Joe's neighbor, who is a awful person, yep. is like, I'm a parole officer, and I can tell you're a freak. He's not wrong, but he's also a bad dude. Yeah, he's also a domestic abuser and alcoholic. Yeah. And even when Benji's like, Beck's not as good as you think she is. Like, she's kind of sucks, and she's full of shit, and she's not that good at writing. He's right. She's not that good at it. She doesn't spend any time on it, it seems like. Well, she has... Well, because... Okay, so where we left off, like, it seems like she has the capacity to be a good writer, but... Her issue of, like, self-fulfilling prophecy is, like, so problematic and that she's so afraid to fail that she won't try. Mm -hmm. And then she finally tried. At Joe's, like, not urging, but there's a whole whole thing at a Dickens festival. (laughs) Which threw me for a loop. I I love this show because it could surprise me midway through it. I wrote about this because... First of all, I was like, that's a quote from the Newsies, because (laughs) they say all for one and one for all. I thought you made a really good joke about that being from the Newsies. Yes, it's from the Newsies. It is from the Newsies. It's also from Three Musketeers. Oh, (laughs) I 
I've never read Three Musketeers. Well, me neither, but I saw the movie. Oh, I haven't seen the movie. Um, which which song is that from? I had to do a Newsies medley in middle all school choir. For one and all for yeah, one. Yeah, I've got the lyrics one wrong. One for all and all for <laughs> one. Uh, seize the day, my favorite. This is not the season. Yeah. yeah. I had to do a medley of Seize the Day, Santa Fe, and whatever that other was. Was this song in was. sixth grade? Uh, this was in seventh grade. Oh, okay. Well, in sixth grade, we also sang one, one of the songs from Newsies. I think it was Santa Fe. We had to, like, sit on the, oh my gosh, risers. And we, like, you know, made, like, really thoughtful poses during Santa Fe. There was, oh, it was Carrying the Banner. Uh, that was the other song. There was choreography. We need more musicals about labor strikes. I'll just say that. We should watch Newsies. Fuck yeah, we should. I haven't watched it since seventh grade choir. (laughs) (laughs) Baby Christian Bale. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about the Dickens thing in just one second. The other thing I want to say is Joe gives Paco, his neighbor, who is the kid. Oh my God, this is so complicated. Okay, the parole officer neighbor is dating Paco's mom. And Joe gives Paco a list of things that he needs to dispose dispose of of Benjamin's body, body. right? Yeah. It's like duct tape, fire starter. Chemical. (laughs) It's wine. It's it's really obvious. It's a suspicious list. And so Ron goes to the police with a list because he finds... Because it's a murder list. Because it's a murder list. (laughs) And Joe has created this, like, alternative, like, explanation behind the list where he has... I just have a garden. A garden. It's to kill roots and, like, to barbecue and... Look, look, a tomato. Do you want one? Yeah, okay, that's what I wrote down. He's feeding a cop his murder alibi tomatoes. (laughs) Like... Also, are there even his tomatoes? Like, I feel like I he don't stole know. someone else's tomato. I don't know. That could be someone else's tomatoes. Oh There's my God. no way to know. Anyway. Okay, so what I wrote was, is it daddy roleplay or are they going to a costume party? How can this be that ambiguous? We'll set the scene. After a very unsatisfying eight-second fuck yeah. between Joe and Beck... Which, like, they made the mistake of getting dressed way, like, undressed way too fast. Yep. And going right for... Well, and he's so obsessed with her yeah, that... Yeah, going, like, right for penetration, yeah. which is, like, not the no. starter. No. No. I'll just say, for future reference, don't start with that. No. Anyway, so after that humiliating episode, Beck goes and hides in the bathroom. hmm And she gets a text from the captain. The captain. And it's set up like she has a sugar daddy. Like, yeah, I compared it, this yeah, to I was convinced. the runaways fake out where we thought Alex was going to clean up after a murder, but really he was painting a nursery. Yeah. It was the same kind of fake out where we were like, oh my God, the captain, because he gave her money because mm-hmm, she needed to an buy an outfit, outfit and they were they meeting for the weekend. at yeah. a hotel. Exactly. And she's like, oh, I don't want to say I love you, but I guess I will. Mm-hmm. It's totally set up as a sugar daddy thing. Fun fact, her dad isn't dead. She's been saying this entire time that her dad died of an overdose when she was a kid. He didn't. He's still alive. It's such a fucked up thing to lie about, too. I know. But he married this Anne 
pinpointed this exactly mm-hmm. a christian mommy blogger oh yeah that's what we guessed she was all yeah. about and then she like we did there was the exposition and that's what she was yeah so he married her and like started a new life with new kids and so you're obviously led to believe that beck kind of imagines him as being dead because he basically is mm-hmm. dead yeah, they don't to really her. have a lot of contact yeah um but it's just like such a it's amazing how we can not know what's going on to that extent. Like, this show can some can pull some shit over on you, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's surprising. It, I was, like, still could not figure out what was going on. They're, like, at this Dickens festival, and I was like, what? Yeah. The whole thing was really weird. Yeah. But the but, show's really good. Yeah, and they did just, like, a fun reversal. Because we're hearing a lot of, like, Joe's internal monologue, which is, like, creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got a switch to have Beck's internal monologue for the first start of that episode. And I was like, oh, this is kind of, like, interesting to see, like, how her thoughts kind of play out. And how they stand in contrast to, like, how he thinks about her. Because he's got this, like, whole fantasy about her in his head. But, like, yeah. she's such, she's a true romantic, just like me. And, like, she's a talented writer. I'm like, no, she's full of shit, and so are you. Like, well, and that's what he realizes at the Dickens Festival. He was like, how could I, like, not know all mm-hmm. of these things about her? And it was this weird thing where if he were anyone else, you would, like, sympathize with yeah. him. But he's been stalking her and murdered her. Correct. Or, like, yeah, her person yeah dude person guy she was fucking around with yeah who she was obviously invested in because she got really upset when he didn't show yeah. up to things yeah it i don't know the way it makes you think about people and relationships is really interesting because it fucks with you the show is fucking with us yeah because i think <clears throat> like joe is a character obviously very handsome because pen bashley is handsome yeah but also it's like Charming, but in a calculated way. Yeah. And I think that's something that's, like, you're, like, conflicted about as you watch. You're, like, ah, I'm attracted to him, but I'm mad about it, and he sucks. Um, Which is something that I think Penn Badgley on Twitter has actually handled really well. I actually, that's on Mm -hmm. my list of things to talk about. Because, yeah, there's been a lot of um, you-related thirst. And so when I was, like, oh, my God, like, this character is so hot. I'm I'm going to read some of the... I'm going to read some of the Yeah, things. read them, because I'm not going to paraphrase that Okay. Well. Yeah, I, I, this was obviously going to come up, because Anne's right. People have been thirsting over Joe's character, mm-hmm. because we have a very, very problematic notion of romance. Oh, for sure. So, someone wrote, at Penn Badgley, kidnap me, please. And he says, no thanks. <laughs> Someone else says, said this already, but at Penn Badgley is breaking my heart once again as Joe. What is it about him? Heartbreaking emoji. Penn Badgley says, A, he is a murderer. <laughs> He's just very frank about it, yeah. Someone said, okay, but at Penn Badgley was sexy as hell as Dan, but Lord, Joe is a whole new level. Penn Badgley writes, dot, 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 of problems, right? <laughs> Yeah. Someone else says, I'm telling you, it's your face that does it. You're gorgeous. I can see past that crazy shit. LOL. Penn Badgley says, but you're supposed to see past my face to the crazy shit. It's the other way. The other way. Lots of wise. Yeah, so it's a good learning moment for all of us. And also, I think that that's just some responsible social media management. It like, is. whoever, like, he sat down with to talk through that strategy did a great job. Uh- <laughs> also, it could just be him, like, genuinely responding. Yeah, like, maybe he's just good at this. not okay. 
Yeah. This is not okay. We cannot be romanticizing this. Nothing about this is romantic. It's It's 2019. Sociopathic. I'm not doing that anymore. No, we should never be doing it in the <laughs> first place. Yeah. Like, it's this complicated notion of, like, we romanticize infatuation to the point of obsession. Oh, for sure. And, for like, sure. this is obviously, like, a really... Uh, dramatized, dra- dramatized, wow, dramatized <laughs> version of that, like, infatuation obsession. Like, most people are not going to kidnap your ex and murder yeah. them. We've, we've, you know, done the first step of, like, okay, I saw somebody I'm interested in. I'm going to look up everything about them on social media. Yeah. We don't also then go to their house and peep in their window and kidnap their and ex. Work and work our way into their apartment by reporting a fake gas leak. That was so fucked up. Like, the, like, the... The utility worker who just let him in because he, like, was able to effectively pretend to be her boyfriend. I was like, what the fuck? Yep. And the only person who sees through all of his bullshit beyond Ron, the neighbor, is Peaches. Peach. Peach. Sorry, not Peaches. <laughs> he, he calls, calls her, her Peaches. Peaches. Passive aggressively. She is a dream. She's I played love by Shane Mitchell of Pretty Little Liars fame. Mm-hmm. And I sort of wondered, I was like, am I getting really gay vibes from Shane Mitchell because she was gay in Pretty Little Liars or because she also seems like a little gay in this show? Everybody's a little gay. I mean, yes. I don't know. I, just, I mean, I, maybe I, there's a subplot we've yet to see. I, I would like to see that. Because she hasn't been talking about dick. Like, all of the other friends are talking about dick all the yeah, time. Yeah, she's, she's not, not as obsessed with, with, like, asking about people's, like, partner's penis size and, like, cataloging mm-hmm. their dick pics mm-hmm. like all of the other friends. Um, I'd be interested in seeing what that's all about. Yeah, she's just, like, she's, like, rich and entitled and definitely very mean, but also is, like, actually a generally supportive friend who will give it to you straight mm-hmm. and like lend you money if you need to move in an emergency like if your professor sexually harasses you and you're gonna lose your ta job um which does, which happen, does happen yeah uh and yeah and she picks up on people's bullshit she's like i don't trust this joe dude he seems sketchy yeah and i'm like your alarm bells are correct mm-hmm. so i love peaches i love her like it was like a leopard print shirt that she wore at the bookstore. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's mean and an asshole, but I like her a lot. And then the other guy at the bookstore has the audacity to describe her as like semi-hot or like kind of hot. I'm like, no, she's the hottest person <laughs> you've ever seen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, bearded schlubby dude. Like Peach Salinger. That's her my, name. Oh my God. Yikes. We also find out that Beck figures out where Joe's apartment is because said bookstore employee gives her Joe's address. And Anne said, he should be fired for that. She could be a murderer. <laughs> and like gives me the sly look. It's funny because Joe's the murderer, Cause not Joe's her. The murderer. But maybe, you know, wouldn't it be a great twist if oh Guinevere gosh, was also a murderer? Murderers? Who would she have murdered? Um, I was about to say her dad. That'd be so I know, dark if she actually killed her maybe dad. Maybe she will. Oh my god. Oh my god. He seems like number one. I feel like the people Gwen would have murdered are people she's jealous of. Mm. Like Blythe might be her next. Blythe. I also love Blythe. She's like a mean, oh my entitled god. woman in um in like Beck's writing class. 
but she's also hilarious. She's hilarious. And also, like, sees right through um, Beck as just being, like, again, kind of a hack. Yeah. I just don't have a very good opinion of, of our main she's character Beck. She's not... I don't know. It's kind of... It's it's weird to see her through Joe's eyes and also see her as we see her. Mm-hmm. Because we see all of her fakeness. Yeah. And... She ain't shit. No. But he loves her. She's pretty. He's like, I see the real you. And I'm like, do you? Or well, are you projecting the real you? And we finally saw that she actually is talented when she does try. Um, because Blythe was obsessed with her. Yeah. But she does refuse to try. Almost she all the time. She refuses to try she, most of the time. Yeah. The assignment is 20 pages. She'll turn it in one page. I, As a high achiever, like, very stressed out, anxious, academic person. How? What? No. no. And also, like, beyond the first time Joe stalks her, we never see her work again. Like, she's supposedly, like, a yoga teacher, which, obviously, I'm, I'm going to take issue with. She teaches one yoga class. She never teaches yoga again. But then she references, like, being bendy, and She's I'm like... She's a sub, I guess. Like, a substitute teacher. Maybe. That doesn't bring in a lot of money. Nah. But whatever. Also, what happened to Candace? Joe's ex, Candace. So, at the party that um, Beck invites Joe to on, like, their second date or something, it's at Peach's house, and someone named Maddie is there. And she's like, Joe, it's been a long time. Like, have you heard from Candace lately? Like, she just disappeared on us, and I don't know where she went. It was really hurtful. And Joe says something like, oh, you know, she decided that she'd like some guy in Rome better than me. Candace is dead, like 100%, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way that he hasn't murdered her, correct? Yep. Her teeth are in a box in his bathroom. I know this in my heart. I would love to know what happened there. I think Candace was back 1.0, like the prequel but it sounded like the way it was depicted by Joe, I think what he said was like, you think someone's right for you, and then... He said, you think you're right for someone. Oh, okay. I, I guess know that's, what that means. that's up for interpretation, like... It's a weird reversal, because I feel like she... usually you... Yeah, you would say what you said, where it's yeah. like, you think someone's right for you, but it's like, you realize no, he totally wasn't right. right for her, and what does that mean? That could mean that she... Because he's forgiving. When he's into someone, he's forgiving. Like, we've seen that happen over and over again with Beck. So, so it's almost weird that it would probably take a lot for him to turn on someone if he was that infatuated. Because he would make so many excuses Mm -hmm. for them. So, it could be that she broke up with him and he killed her. Or that she cheated on him when they were, like, actually together. And he killed her. I don't know. I, I'm... It could go so many different ways. <laughs> we'll find out. I want to know what happened to Candace. I think she's dead. I think he oh, pushed her. Oh, she's totally he dead. He pushed her from a great height is my prediction. Well, because we ran into... No. Joe ran into a friend of Candace's at a party. Yeah, Maddie. And Maddie says, it's so weird how Candace, like, disappeared to Rome. Yeah. And no one's heard from her. Oh, super suspicious. She's dead. There's no way she's not dead. Joe killed her. She's completely dead. And staged it as, because he But he likes to make excuses for himself, too. He's like, I'm not the killer. You know, like, that's what, um, 
Benji, when he's trapped in the murder basement, says, I'm like, I know you're not a killer. Well, and and yeah, and he's like, Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not. So, you know, he might not identify as a killer, but he's killed people. No, and among them, Benji. That's exactly what we talked about. Like, I can't remember what you said. You were like, But he murdered Candace. And I was like, Well, maybe he's come up with some like alternate explanation. Like, yeah, maybe it wasn't, I'm using quotes. It was an accident. Yeah, or, or like he like saw that Candace was in danger and didn't do anything to help her, kind of a thing. Yeah, I I think he has an extraordinary ability to justify things to himself because he's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened to Candace, but hopefully we'll find out soon because we're like we're gonna keep in watching. It. Solid show in it. We're invested. It's so good. Yeah. It started out slow. Like, I think Maggie was the one who said that it took a couple episodes for her to get into it. Sure. I mean, it had my heart at the vomiting, which I think was episode one. But, you know, I get that. Yeah. No, it took me. The first episode, I was like, okay, like this, I don't know, boring white dude and his fucking monologue and his blah, you know. And then I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. There are shenanigans. Because... All of a sudden, there are a lot of shenanigans. And then you find out these shenanigans aren't only on Joe's side. The shenanigans are all over the place. It's a tangled web we weave. It is a tangled web. So, watch you. It's great. The show you. The show you. Watch (laughs) Anne all the time. I'll set up a live stream. It'll be be super creepy. I also Um, have trouble keeping my my curtains closed. Oh, my God. Yikes. (laughs) But I had the sense to be on the second floor. So the last thing, this is, we didn't like come up with any game or anything. Nah. Whatever, but I was looking at Refinery29 to try and come up with um, like something we could talk about pop culture wise. And I'm going to tie this back in a lot of different ways. Did you know Brie Larson was engaged to a guy from Phantom Planet for three years? Which guy from Phantom Planet? I don't remember his name. The singer? No, the singer is fate. Is it the guy from... Alex Greenwald? I don't know who that is. Mm. Oh, God. He looked weird with long hair and a fedora. Well, I mean, everybody with long hair and Lead a Lead singer of Phantom Planet. Oh, so, okay. California. So the thing about Phantom Planet and that song that Anna is singing right now is it was the theme song of the OC, which was created... <laughs> It's very By hard to say. Josh Schwartz and Stephanie yeah. Savage, who also made Runaways. Mm. I'm tying it back. You're Apparently, doing it. They were engaged for three years, and they ended their engagement. <gasps> Recently, probably because Brie Larson is too famous for his like irrelevant ass. Yeah, let's Sorry. Uh, let's let's follow now. Unless Phantom Planet makes a big comeback, who can say? Um, don't try to sing that song at karaoke. The California I tried one time. <laughs> Wow, it did not go well. It's very hard to sing. You can't get drunk enough to make that sound good. Like, you know, I owned it, but it was a bad choice. He probably has tons of money, though, because of that song and because oh, of the yeah, success yeah. of the show. Made for life, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Greenwald is a vegan and appeared in at least two ads for PETA. Oh, throwback. Tying Throw it back. back to an hour ago. <laughs> Just because you're vegan, you don't have to be an ad for PETA. It's fine to be vegan, but it's like, PETA isn't great. And they're also like fat phobic and shitty. Fascinating. Yeah, they ended their engagement yesterday. Yes. Or, or like 
announced the end of their engagement that yesterday. recently whoa whoa, whoa. I, know, well, you I know, was trying she's... to come up with the most breaking news and i tried celebrity you know? couple news she's miss marvel now she doesn't have time for his shit no she's fine captain marvel yes yes is miss marvel a separate superhero or am i just mixing her up with marvelous miss Maisel? <laughs> <laughs> um ms marvel oh that's somebody different Wait, what because Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel. Oh, is Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel the same person? Well, no. when I Google Miss Marvel, it pulls up Carol Danvers. Yes, it does. Uh, but Ms. Marvel is someone named Kamala Khan. Okay, so it seems like they've become separate, but maybe originally they were the same. Because as with all comics characters, it's complicated. That's like being like... Miles Morales. Is he Spider-Man? Well, yeah. Okay. Actually, I know now. Wikipedia. In the series, Khan takes the name Ms. Marvel from Carol Danvers. Okay. So Ms. She inherits Marvel, it. So she's Or the, she, like, is inspired She's by the it. Miles Morales of this story. Yeah, correct. That's sir. dope. I, I'm into it. And she is a teenage American Muslim. Love it. I think that's pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, that's literally the only celebrity news I have. I didn't even know that Brie Larson was with the guy from Phantom Planet. Well, now we do. But now we do. But and also now, now it's not relevant because they're not together anymore. R.I.P. I don't care. I don't care enough to say R.I.P. Marriage. Rest, Brie Larson, find someone else. Rest in... Not marriage. <laughs> R.I.N.M. Rest in not marriage. Yeah. Like I do every night. Forever. Hey-oh. Okay. What else? Nothing. Glad to be back. Happy 2019. Oh, actually, the last thing. Beck's social handles were at Beckdel test. B-E-C-K-D-E-L test. Beckdel Which, test. how, like, fuck you. She's not even a queer woman. Like, why is that your handle? What does it even mean to you? She's like, haha, puns are funny. Just shut up. That's exactly it, though dumb it is dumb she's pretty dumb as a person it's actually pretty fitting yeah she at the same time like has that really weird inflated sense of self but like crippling self-doubt that's really stereotypical for our generation she's like am i unremarkable and we were like yes (laughs) (laughs) but he was like only people who are remarkable ask themselves if they're un- i mean that's not like, how he said it but. no unremarkable people also worry about being unremarkable because it's a valid fuck concern you. like fuck both of you fuck and also all of like you. maybe ask yourself why it's such a bad thing to be unremarkable you can live a happy life and be unremarkable so like shut the fuck up it's fine yeah and if you want to be a writer like i understand insecurity and self-doubt but like you have to fucking try you can't be a writer who doesn't write. That's not a thing. Yeah. This is real talk with vodka lemonade stand. I feel like Beck would fit in really well with the cast of Girls. Like, she would be a really good character on that show. That's so fitting because I can't watch Girls because I find everyone so irritating. Yeah. She would fit right in. It's a really great critique of, like, young 20s people, young 20s women trying to make it but also being fucking clueless. Yeah. Well, that's all I need. I the dog. I'll eat the dog. This is making noise because she feels neglected. Oh, we'll pay attention to her soon. Let's wrap this the fuck up. So thank you for joining us for our second episode of 2019. Hey-o. Hey-o. Season two. I know. Do you want to switch to season two? Yeah. 
Apple lets you do that. Do you want, okay. Cool. We can do that. Done. That sounds good. <laughs> Great. So we'll be back soon with sex education. Yeah. And... Not the topic, but the show, but maybe also some of the topics. What was the thing that I, what was the other thing that I said? It was sex education and something else. I don't remember. Whatever. We'll. There will be more content. There will be more content. When we edit it, we'll remember <laughs> Yeah, probably. But we'll be back soon. We're really excited to have more time in 2019 and to have more flexibility and just be generally the wonderfully hilarious, prolific podcasters Mm. that we know we can be. Yes. He preys on us by giving us ratings on iTunes. You can find the podcast there. Rain subscribe. Tell your friends. Tweet us at BodColumbStand. Visit BodColumbStand.com. You can also email us podcolumbstand at gmail.com you know there are a lot of ways you can get it. we also have a contact form on our website like literally there are so many ways to talk yeah. to us send me money on the cash app you can do that too venmo me buy us some vodka and new mic stands <laughs> yeah we're right now our mics are attached to children's <laughs> books weighed down by american literature yeah i got the kind that clamps onto a table and but i don't have a table that fits the clamps so we're making do we're very resourceful diy but like could the equipment be better certainly probably <laughs> but you know what we fucking make it work we still bring you it this content sounds great so. yeah yeah, there are professionally produced podcasts that sound way worse than ours. So, fuck. Have you ever listened to the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast? It sounds like shit because do they just like do they swallow their mic no, because someone's calling in, so it sounds <laughs> shitty. There's so many ways to manage a call in that doesn't sound like it garbage. Sounds terrible. <laughs> we have no budget. Zero. And we sound great. So like. Yeah, we should get more credit for that, shouldn't we? Like, I feel like we should. You should feel so honored to be listening right now. We're giving you a gift for free and not getting paid. It's true. Someday. Yeah. New Orleans, baby. It's on our list. It is. Okay, thank you for joining us. We'll be back soon. Bye. Cheers. Bye. (laughs)